following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. All right. Well, what's going on, everybody? We are back. My name is Jordan. I'm Jessica. And you are listening to the Christ Known Podcast. We are so happy and excited that you could be with us. We are walking through His Needs, Her Needs by uh, Willard Harley, um, who we are almost convinced uh, is not a Christian author. Yeah, no. I Man, I read this in, at a Christian college. How did... I, I know. don't know. I was, I was almost convinced. And when we started this study... Um, uh, that was kind of why we picked it, <laughs> right? <laughs> was because we had just wah, done a wah. we we had started <laughs> with a leadership book. So season one, we started with a leadership book that had a, a real uh, bent towards mm-hmm. being a believer, and then we did a secular book, and then we moved into this. And I thought to myself, like, this is going to be, um, yeah, this is a Christian book. And then I I don't think I don't. that's right. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so. I, I, should I apologize? I don't, I don't know. Whoops. I'm sorry. Like uh, my fault. Yeah. Well, anyway, but we did it, and um, we're we are, we're, we're, we're still going. We're barreling through, so that's just going to be what we're gonna we're we're gonna do. We are in chapter nine, um, and uh, we're back to her needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last chapter was about her needs, right? Or no, was it his, his needs? needs. His he needs. needed yeah. physical attractiveness. He needed physical attraction. That's right. Okay, so now we're back over. Mm-hmm. The ping pong table is is set up and the game is going. And um, we're talking about money. Yeah. Oof. Money, money, money. Here we go. Um, uh, she needs enough money to live comfortably. And so the underlying current here is uh, financial support oh man like here we go i feel like we've had two like back-to-back like explosive chapters that go ahead get your pc out for this one too (laughs) this will be fun so jess we talked about it last episode and uh, i i asked you the question i said zero not important at all ten you know this is number one where do you rank money in regards to a, a marriage, because again, we're talking about marriage here. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank money as important? Zero uh, uh, or 10? Okay. You're going to need to define where do I rank money? Where do I rank my husband providing uh, for me? Where do I rank money as the root of all evil? So, Yeah, that's true. Okay, so um. let me rephrase it. I'm going to take it back <laughs> okay. there. We'll just pretend that didn't happen. Rewind. Um, where do you rank... <clears throat> Uh, the financial support or compensation from mm-hmm. a husband mm-hmm. um, is it is it super important? Is it not important? Where do I? this is you? This I'm is asking me. you personally. You're yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Five, six, four. <laughs> it, we're in a weird stage right now in our life, so um. Okay, I want to yeah. back up a second though yeah. because we have no, we have not uncovered this in yes. in regards to the podcast, mm-hmm. and I I don't think people know this about you. Matt is your only boyfriend. He is my only. He boyfriend. is your only husband. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would track too. But uh, we come we come into this uh, situation from completely different backgrounds. Right. I um I think I kissed every girl in my third grade class. Well, so did Matt. So. <laughs> 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 and um, I dated in, in junior high. I dated in high school, mm-hmm. um, dated in college. Uh, you did not. I did not. Um, and and if if my memory serves me right, Matt is your one and only kiss too. He is. So. Yep. That he's it. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I didn't date till college when we met. We dated for four years um, and then we got married. So. Yeah. Yeah. We. um. I just grew up in a home that you, it was always said you have to date someone who loves the Lord. Yeah. Every date's a potential mate. Yep. And no guy was worth dating. Unbelievable. So, so yeah. in regards to that, 
So, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. I no. think it's a great thing. Like if my girls I have zero baggage. Oh man, no, my, that's not true. I have less baggage. <laughs> you have baggage in other areas. Yes. <laughs> um, if if my girls took that route, I would be stoked. Like I think that's just awesome. But um, with with that said, uh, the case could be made, and this is why I bring this up. The mm-hmm. case could be made that you only have the perspective of your dad being provider mm-hmm. in regards to finance. And then Matt being a provider yep. in regards to finance. Do you think that puts you at a disadvantage or, or not? And I'm not setting you up for yeah, anything. No, no, I'm, no. Just, I'm just asking. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, I look at it as I'm not comparing. Mm. He did better. He would have provided more. Mm-hmm. There is no one else, I mean, to compare to. It's. Um, I watched my dad provide, absolutely. Um uh, Matt and I got married and he still had some college left. So I'll be honest, we entered into marriage with him still having a semester left of school, mm-hmm. student teaching. So mm-hmm. he couldn't have a full-time job because he had to student teach. Um, I provided. Um, so that's where the, I struggle with this. Then we got in because I didn't provide well <laughs> because I um, didn't have a great job. We got into a lot of financial trouble yeah. to the point where we moved in with my parents for five years. Yeah. Um, so, Financial support is not huge. Like, yes, I if my husband sat at home and did nothing all day, uh, and was like, "Hey, support me, woman." That'd be a problem. It, that 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 yeah, would, yeah. that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, which I told him last night in a very loving way. Like, you can't become a bum and like <laughs> never shower and you know. But um, I told Bethany the day she becomes the breadwinner, like I'm in. Yeah. Like I'm 100 <laughs> yeah. percent in. Like I will be like, at home. Let's do it. I'll make you dinner. <laughs> I mean, good. I got the girl. I would take care of the girls, and they're getting older right now, <laughs> so, so they're completely. Until it gets hard again, <laughs> you do know they turn into teenagers, right? Uh, supposedly, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's hypothetical. So um, yeah. So to me, like for him, I think the it's never been this big like you have to support me. Mm-hmm. You have to provide. It's we're a team. Yeah. We're in this together. You're going to work your butt off. I'm going to work my butt off in whatever way that is. If that's me staying home, if that's me being outside the home, which I've done both. I worked right. with an infant. Then I stayed home with my, the rest of my infant toddler stage. And then I started working as my youngest was kind of getting into that preschool stage. Um, I think he was like, how old is Logan? Eight. So he would have been, three i think when when i remember I working logan and john are the same my youngest and um they used to come to church with yeah. us all the time so i've <clears> been in i've been in all of that um i've been the provider that's where we're at right now my husband lost his job and so i read this last night and i'm like um okay well i am the financial provider at right. the moment i am the breadwinner if you want which he's kind of like yeah take care of me but he is <laughs> but working he's he is he's yeah, working yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not destitute or anything. Um, but in regards to the profession, it yeah, has changed. It has changed. Yeah. So all of that to say, for me personally, as long as we're approaching our finances as a team, mm. I that that's high on my list. We need to come at it together. Yeah. Um, both of us working to do our part, whatever that part is, together. Mm-hmm that's high that's probably an eight, a seven or an eight um him doing all of it that wouldn't be the case so last chapter mm-hmm. you know we, we we ranked in regards to you know do guys get yeah. into relationships because of of looks this chapter it's it's kind of the same question but do you think women, women get into it because of money yeah like secular 100 percent. yeah okay so we have to unpack that again if you yep. missed last episode we have two sides of things we have the secular side and the sacred side secular side obviously people who uh, don't have any sort of right, relationship. Uh, relationship with the Lord. Um, and then we have the sacred side, which people, uh, uh, we would say are believers and, um, have accepted Christ as, as savior and, mm-hmm. and made them, made him Lord of their life. So when we look at that, um, you say that the sac- the secular side, like I would say they do, they look for money. They look for, because they're always looking for bigger, better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, we got to keep up with the Joneses. That's mm-hmm. a very real mentality in the secular world mm-hmm. to be honest it probably is in the sacred world too which i was is just not gonna okay. say i think there's some parallels there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if we're just talking secular right now i think absolutely i think women look for that financial stability that that i want these this is how i want to live this is the type of house i want to live in these are how my kids are going to dress these are all the activities my kids are going to do and i want you to provide that and so i think that um in the secular world absolutely 
um, in the sacred world, I think we probably put too much on it. Hmm. Um, Do you think women want to make money? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking questions. Again, I'm not, I, we have to be so careful here. Like, you're yeah. right, our, our PC uh, needs to go up a little uh, bit. But at the same time, I'm asking more of a curiosity yeah. question. Do you think, do you think women want to make money and have their own profession? And I know this is a little bit of a rabbit trail in regards yeah. to the chapter. Or do you think women ultimately want to be at home with their kids? Oof. Man, I think that is that differs so greatly between women. Mm-hmm. I think you've got some who they they struggle being at home with their kids. They don't see that as their calling. They don't see that as what God has um, equipped them and given them to do, um, mm-hmm. which I'll be honest, I think is sad. I think your home is your first responsibility as a woman. I think um, supporting my husband, respecting him, loving him, and raising my three kids are the job that God has given me. And I work at the church. And you're approaching it from a standpoint of a believer, a yeah. woman who who knows the Lord. Yeah. So that that's that order. But I think women, you especially women who have always kind of wanted to work and they they haven't maybe wanted to stay home. I think they find their value in hmm. not necessarily the money. I think it's look at my job and look at how well I've done. Mm. I, I think. I don't necessarily think money is the draw for them when they work. I think it's affirmation. Prestige. I, prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the ability to continue to live like the Joneses and sure. look and have all of the nicest things. Um, I think we, so I think it's more materialistic um, than necessarily like the actual money, like having a, a, a sweet bank account maybe, isn't it? It's right. look at the camper sitting in my driveway. Mm. So you would think, for men it's it's a money thing i don't know is it um i don't know what it is for men yeah i i think there's always that draw to make money um this is really hard because uh because you're a pastor yeah, i don't Do know you how make much money how much am i supposed to talk about <laughs> money right now um which is funny because in the new testament it's all it talks about yeah, like so many things come life. back to to money um i think guys yeah I think I think they like to make money, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is weird to even say because I had a buddy in college. He always said that money is just uh, paper that's green and mm-hmm. and printed, and he could kind of see it, you know, before yeah. anybody else did. So like for him, uh, he lives actually, which is weird to even think about. It. We're the exact same age. He lives in California in a in a van, um, and uh, loves it. Yeah, like no no qualms whatsoever about what he has chosen to do because for him money is so irrelevant um he works in the music industry and he Mm. he loves hanging out with musicians and um for him like where his next meal's coming from is totally irrelevant because he's like if i eat i eat like it it is what it is and i think there's some people that would look at him and be like oh so i think it's the difference between a calling and a profession. Oh, yeah. So I I think if you have if you have walked into a calling and and your calling could be something that maybe you're a plumber or maybe you're mm-hmm. you know you're you're working this trade or whatever the case is or maybe your your calling is the ministry which I don't like I need to pause here for a second. I don't like when people say I'm called to the ministry. I hate that. Because essentially what that says is only you do ministry as a pastor. Bingo. I do a form of ministry. Right. I, 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 I am a shepherd. Right. To sit there and say, like, your plumbing business is not ministry. It is. It drives me crazy. Like, right. oh, that just, uh, that grinds my gears. Because I hear more and more young people who are going to Christian colleges and they're saying, well, I'm going to go into the ministry. Who who your, told you that? Your life is ministry. Right. Yeah. What we're doing right now is ministry. When you, when you go and, and you're with your friends, it's mm-hmm. ministry. Like, there are so many things. So I'm going to jump off that soapbox okay. for a second. But, um, <laughs> oh, man, that frustrates me to no end because I just get... Because here's, here's what I think happens is when you categorize that as ministry, right? Like, let's say you're going to go into to, to be a pastor or whatever the case is. Pastors, for whatever reason, are automatically tagged as you're not in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Whoa, hold on a second. Well, no, we're not in it for the money, but that doesn't mean that your family shouldn't be taken mm-hmm. care of and you shouldn't be compensated for the work that you have done. So I think there's some churches out there who are really um, doing a disservice to their pastors because they're saying, how little can we pay you? 
to get out of you, to get the maximum stuff out of you. Now, that happens in the workforce too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to put you in this in this position, but we're going to pay you as minimal as we possibly can. Well, that happens and transpires and takes place too. So uh, there are those things that come into play. I think it's when you start chasing paper, mm-hmm. you start to get into having problems. Yeah. So, but I, I think there's a lot of guys, whether it's secular or sacred, all that to say that... Um, want money mm-hmm. and and they, they like having money and and i think they just don't want to have to worry about you know money for mm-hmm. whatever reason but i think it's more on their side they're carrying the weight yeah of i, I i'm responsible yeah. for more people than just myself absolutely so um i don't know i i think the the next question which is just a follow-up to that question is so let's say you have to work, mm-hmm. right? Like let's say your husband makes three fourths of, of the money, right. but but there's still a fourth that's yeah, needed. Absolutely. I think Americans live way over their means. Yep. So I think there's a lot of times if you were to reevaluate your your right. uh, the uh, what you really need is more probably a want. But regardless, let's just say for basic needs to be met, um, you have to work. Mm-hmm. Do you think women resent husbands? Because they have to work if they don't want to work? I think they can. I, I, I mean, yeah, if anytime you, if you don't want to do it and you have to, if you have, I think you can. Should you? No. Because again, you have to look at it as you're a team. Yes, there is the burden for the husband to provide. You Men carry a burden that we can't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, I, and and I've been in a situation where I have to work um, because we couldn't provide. You know, we we couldn't live just on Matt's income, and he worked his butt off, and we still couldn't. Right. Um, but and and there was a there was a heaviness and a pressure on him that I don't get. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, I'm just it, I don't. And so I think one of the things women is we need to understand that 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 your husband is carrying a burden to provide for you mm-hmm. in a way that we don't, we just can't comprehend because it's not, that's not how we're wired. Yeah. Um, I think women, you got to view it as a team. Like you're in this together. And so hopefully your spouse is understanding that you don't want to work. So, okay. So what steps, like how can we get to where you're not working? Mm-hmm. But, um, and maybe I would say you can, I would say if you reevaluate, you go back to what you said, is this really something I need or want? If you if you are to the point where you working as a woman is damaging your marriage, then reevaluate how many cars do you need? What type of house are you living in? What can you, you know, what can you give up? Mm-hmm. Um, if you legitimately can't give up any of those things, um, then uh, yeah, I don't I think you I think you have to understand you're a team. Mm-hmm. So I can resent my husband for having to work or I can say we're in this together. Yeah. Um, and, but then I think on the flip side, husbands, if that's the case, then you've got to step up at home a little. Mm-hmm. So if I'm working outside of the home and raising my kids, then as a spouse, I'm going to need you to stop to, watching Netflix. Yeah. And to, to do the dishes, stop tonight. playing video games. So I think that's where the, it's, all right, if I'm not, if I am going to go outside of the home, I need help at in the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of boys living mm-hmm. in men's bodies. Like I, I go to work, I come home, and I veg out. Instead of I go to work, I come home, and I engage with my family, mm-hmm. and I help as needed. Yeah, it's kind of the same uh, conversation of like when you're with your kids as a as a husband, you're not babysitting, right? You know what I mean? There is. Yep. I I appreciate though just the the affirmation of husbands carry the the weight mm-hmm. i i can't tell you how many times like i'll come home and i'll think what if the house gets taken yeah. or what if you know our our cars don't work or what if you know this happens or, or whatever the case is i, I play the hypothetical game all the and time and we don't think that mm-hmm. because we just have such complete trust in our spouse that and matt matt would tell me all the time we we talked about where he was going to work and it's a place known for quick turnover. Mm-hmm. And it was very heavy on him of, should I do this? Because what happens if? And it didn't, that wasn't something I worried about, but it was always there, like in the back of his head of, well, what if I can't provide the next thing? And I don't understand that weight. So women, you have to like recognize your husbands are carrying such a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. So how can you support them? Yeah. So um, 
curiosity question who does the bills in your house matt actually does matt does mm-hmm. bethany does bills in our house um i did the bills for a year <laughs> we worst year of our marriage <laughs> i did the bills for the beginning part of our marriage um when we had no money mm-hmm. and it came to a point where i was so overwhelmed and stressed out every week because we literally had we didn't have enough money to pay everything mm-hmm. so we were juggling yeah well this month i'll pay this bill and next month i'll pay this bill and we literally like what came in didn't match what went out I and mean, we didn't to the point where we didn't have groceries some weeks yeah. i mean it was really tight hence the reason we moved in with my parents for five years to get out of all of the debt we created but because of that it created i i couldn't do it like i would be so frustrated and in tears every month going, I don't know what to do. He was so hands off with it. I'm like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, for our marriage, I will take care of the finances. Now I know where we're at. I'm aware of everything. I know roughly when everything's due and how much money we have. So I'm not blind. Um, but he takes care of it because that's what our marriage needed. Yeah. That was my other question was, what does a conversation then look like? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you have a conversation about money? Do you know where, mm-hmm. you know, things go? You should. Do you get a, do you get a, a say on where yeah. things go? Like, okay, so Matt does the bills. Do you, do you get to tell him where money goes or no? Yeah. Or does he I, just kind of do it? I mean, we're kind of in a routine now. So if yeah. this much goes to savings, this much goes to, right, this is how much extra we have. This is how many times, you know, you can go out this month. If it's more than that. Do you guys do a yeah. budget? Yeah, we have one. Mm-hmm. And so this is our our play, like play money for what, lack of a better word. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> like this is about how much we spend on groceries. But sometimes groceries go over. So in a month, like, and I do the grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. So this is about what we have. If I know we're going to be heavy a month, I talk to them. Hey, we got three birthday parties this month. Where What are we going to do? You know, so um, we're pretty open with our finances. We don't, I mean, we don't. We probably should sit down and have, I know some people they are amazing and they like once a year they have like a full like, this is where we're going next year. Mm -hmm. We're not that awesome. Like, but we both have a pretty good handle on where we're at and what needs to be paid. Yeah. As much as we disagree with some of the things that he said in previous chapters, uh, I would affirm his budget. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I think you need to be on a budget. You need to know what's coming in and what's coming out. Um, Mm-hmm. Where do you fall, Jess, in regards to uh, is it, is there her money, his money, or is it uh, is it their money? In our family, it's our money. Mm-hmm. Now um, we both will at times if we know, like right now, things are we're tightening up again, mm-hmm. and so we will do a hey, you have this much extra to spend, and I have this much extra. Sure. When we're not as tight, we kind of like. Well, you went out a couple times, so maybe I won't go out. Like right. we're a little because we have to be a little tighter with our money right now. Um, we're watching it a little closer. So every now it's like every cent matters versus every couple dollars matter. Right, right. Um, but it's very much our money. We everything's in joint bank accounts. We both have access to it at all times. We both, um, yeah, because again, we are a team. We're in this together. Is there any rare exceptions to that? Like, do, would you ever? say there's there's a, a case where that could be made that it should be it should be different like where he should have his account she should have her account i think anytime you split up his and her you get in a little bit of a sticky <laughs> situation i i think you're 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 giving yourself an out yeah now i think if your spouse looks at you and is like i'm terrible with money and mm-hmm. i am going to spend all of this i need you to put it in an account that i can't have access to okay like, I think that there, you could make a case for that. But I don't know. To me, you're a team. You're yeah. one. That's in all areas, including your finances. I've only had one situation in the ministry where I came across a guy and he he disagreed with me. And she has hers and he has his. But they make buku bucks. So <laughs> both of theirs is okay. I mean, and... and they're, You mean they're in a slightly different tax bracket than oh, us? Oh, my word. Like, <laughs> and, and I think... He had a business and, and she kind of was a part, uh, she was a p- participant in the business maybe is the right word, okay. but I, I knew there was just lots and lots and lots of funds flowing in and out of there. So yeah. I think for them it wasn't, it was just more easier because with him, 
it it was the business side of things and it would have been hard to to bring that in i like i said i disagreed i think she well, needs to have that yeah i think if you have a business side i mean i have an account that's strictly church related that is set aside for church related right. like that's obvious that's different though that's to me that's your business right. that's your job that's not your life and if anything flowing through your i don't know i just think you're one yeah, I, I would agree. Like I said, I disagreed with yeah. them, but I, I think, well, and it was funny, like in regards to like paying bills, like they would, they just divided them up. They were like, oh, I'll take care of the house. You take care of the cars. You know, I'll take care of this. They go out to eat. Like they have the conversation like you're dating every time. Like I, I'll pay for it, you know, or whatever the case is. Like, uh, and they work. It's, it is one of the few, if, <clears throat> if, if not only case I know that they are. Do you think it leaves the door open though? Oh, absolutely a hundred percent like and i would be scared to leave any door open oh man well so i mean i'll just take it in my context i have what we call jordan's account like Mm -hmm. and um we've just kind of designated like some of the things that i do um you know that that generate income bethany's totally okay with them getting going in there now the crazy thing is she has access to that account and i've told her you can pull out of that whenever you you need to um just let me know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like if, if I go and access that and it's zero, but those are some, some things that, um, are for like my hobbies and activities mm-hmm. too. So, oh, yeah. but she knows them. She yeah. sees all the transactions. So if like I sell something, uh, we don't like put that back in the pot. We would just like, it kind of stays in, in my area, if you will. And then I get to play around with it however I want. So, and she's been cool with it, you know, in that regard, but we're talking like pennies on the dollar for stuff right. too. Like, I think if it ever got to the point where there was like hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in and I'm sitting there going, this is mine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 20 bucks here and there's way different than uh, if right. you're, if you're hoarding. Right. And, and I think there'd be some people who would push back against that. They would be like, well, if you're not going to be faithful in the small, then you can't be faithful in the large. And I'm like, that, that that's a whole different ball game in regards to being faithful because your spouse still has access to it. I was going to say, as long as your spouse has access, I mean, Matt would do golf lessons. And um, at one of the places, he would get paid cash all the time. Right. And I'd be like, great, that's your fun money. Go have fun. Exactly, same thing. You know, now there'd be times I'd be like, you need to bring your fun money home. Right, right. It's birthday, Christmas month. There is no fun. (laughs) Well, and I love it too because there's times where like I've I've, I've bought uh, Bethany or the kids something out of that money. And so for her, it's so refreshing because she's like, she's like, where'd that come from? Right. Like, or, you know, we have a home gym. So she would look, she's done this multiple times. She's come out or there's an Amazon package sitting out there. And she's like, where did we get money for that? You know, and it was like, oh, I, I took care mm-hmm. of it. You know, okay. Like yeah. now she can kind of breathe easy because she's like, oh, okay. Well, at least that didn't come out of our budget, yeah. you know, or yep. whatever the case is. So I, but again, she knows. I, yeah. I was going to say it all goes down to, um, transparency mm-hmm. and being open and honest about your money. And I would just say, be open and honest about it. You know, there was a time because we didn't have any that I was trying to shelter him at. Cause he was, he was working so hard, but I was doing the bills and we didn't have a lot and he didn't know how bad it was mm-hmm. until I finally like, and we were, we were like one year into marriage. So you have no idea what you're doing at that point anyway. Um, and I remember like we finally, my parents like, you have to sit down and talk to him. Cause mm-hmm. I was so just, he didn't know, but I was tense. He was like, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying. You have to share your finances. You have to have those conversations. You have to know where you guys are each at. And I say you have to because I think it's so, I think money is, a, is an area that can cause so much tension in your marriage if you're not open about it. And then figure out your plan and move forward as a team. So with that, it, it, it feels like it can, it can come up that, there can be some tension because one person makes more than the other person. Possibly. Um, I would, I think he wrote from a different century here because I think he looks at it from uh, a wife is, is almost resentful that her husband makes so much. But my perspective is it can go both ways, right? Like I, I think there, there's, there's that. So what do you do when you're wrestling with that? I'm a stay-at-home mom. He makes a lot of money. I feel like kind of trapped because... He always gets to go out. I'm always stuck at home. Yeah, there's yeah. all those things. So what's the what what's the dialogue with um, somebody who's who's in that boat? 
And I think it goes both ways. Yeah, I think it goes either way. I think the dialogue is you need to go talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to be honest, I just think you have, I will, I will always push talking to your spouse about the uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I think you have to, I think, um, where there's tension, there's growth. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just feel like you have to have those conversations and, um, you know, whether it's you want to be a stay at home mom and you're not able to, okay, then let's figure out how mm-hmm. maybe it's, um, you don't want to be a stay at home mom. You want to work a little bit. Okay. Then let's figure that out. Like, but again, it's conversation. Um, your spat, your wife is making more money than you as a husband and you're feeling, you know, tension there because maybe you're not providing. Okay. Again, let's conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there are so many situations right now as we sit where um just just pastoring wise uh women make way more than the mm-hmm. the husband i i can think of a dozen just right now individuals that i know where she brings home a ton um and in regards to his his salary like right, I, right. I think i mean you have to do the comparison there i'm right. not saying she brings home a ton like she makes a ton of money. I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. He doesn't make a lot. She does. Now, 50, 50 of that, like 50% of that, um, they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. The other 50%, there's tension um, for whatever reason. From, so how do you reconcile that if you are a guy who your wife does make more money and that, that because as a guy, you're ingrained to want to provide, but mm-hmm. your wife is the provider. How do you deal with that as a male? Well, uh, the question always is, why do you feel like you're not the same team? Mm. Because they're, I think you're back into the other chapter. Because, uh, and other chapter, I mean the the one from last episode. I think you're back into, now you're feeling devalued. Mm. And now you're feeling unloved, or whatever the case right. is. I am not okay by myself. Like, I've just learned this, uh, and, and this is in the last couple of years. Like, when Bethany is gone, and Bethany works, she, mm-hmm. she's a professor, um, and it's, when she's gone and I'm at home, it's not that I resent her. I just hate being alone. Like, I, I just, for whatever reason, there there's there's seasons in the week and, and, and just in life when I need to be alone. Right. But if that alone time gets compounded, uh, I'm not okay by myself. Right. Like I, I just, I, I get depressed and I, I need people in my life. So uh, I, I don't think Bethany is in that boat. I think she'd be totally okay if like, just like, no, it's just us and our family. Um, but but I, I feel so depleted when I'm by myself. And Bethany's my best friend. So I think there that's where the rub has come in. These guys started this relationship where this was their best friend and we were kind of on the same page in regards to making money and then she took off and now not only did she take off financially money has become irrelevant for him because he misses her Mm. and i think if if we were to really dive down into the core of it maybe just maybe you're not mad that she makes more money Mm. you're mad because you lost your friend Mm. and her time now is being spent in other places when it used to be spent with you Mm. um so and i i don't know maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think women see that i think they look at it from well i'm providing for the family and the kids can play all these sports and they can have the clothes and they can you know like for them it's like it's it's this uh unselfish maybe bent where they're like but but i'm helping i'm helping our family Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm i'm compensating and the husband who is ignorant and uh, extremely arrogant because he won't open his mouth. He looks at it and he won't tell her the truth. Mm. He lies to her and he's like, he's like, yeah, well it's because you make more money. No man, you're, you're lonely. Like, mm. and I think that's where we have to be careful too. Cause I think that's where some affairs start to happen yeah. and take place. I think it can be on the flip side too, though, as the man who's working and working and working and cr- climbing that ladder and, putting in those hours and it's a wife at home. I think you can go either direction with Mm -hmm. that because, but I will say, I think the wife is a little bit quicker to point out I'm lonely. Right. I just miss you. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I think that it always goes back to communication and you're a team. You are, you're in this marriage together. Mm -hmm. So, so how, okay. 
talk. Like, do we need our kids to be in everything? Do we need the bigger or best? Or do we just need to cut back and be together? And maybe that's not feasible to cut back at work, but I feel like it always is. I feel like mm-hmm. you have a choice of where you give your time and um, where, yeah, where you invest in. And Yeah, you... You you have to take a hard look at what you what you really need. Yeah. Like he talks about, uh, this is how you could live with on a thousand dollars, um, a, a month, and he's right. Yeah, I mean, I was like, whoa, four hundred dollars housing and utilities. Sign me up for that house, or maybe not. But sure, right. Do it. But I mean, in in the grand scheme of things, yeah. I think life is extremely simple, but we it make is. it so complex, you know. And so, do you really need that? Do you really yeah. need need this thing? Um. And what is every time uh, somebody said this a long time ago, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something yep. else. And I think every time we say yes to whatever financial strain that we put on ourselves, mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with a lady um, a couple of days ago and um, she went back and looked like all her monthly subscriptions. I mean, they were like in almost like a thousand dollars a month, just in like mm-hmm. subscriptions. And I'm like, what do you need? And she's like, I don't think we need any of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, every time you said yes to that subscription service, mm-hmm. you essentially said no to time with your kids. You yeah. said no to time with your spouse or whatever the case is. So sometimes money can get in the way. Uh, what uh, What else do you think resentment builds up like financially from a, a marriage standpoint? You know, you have this he makes more, she makes more situation. Mm-hmm. You have we don't know our budget, you know, what's coming in, what's coming out. What are the other like rubs that you see with with money? Um, I think one. I don't know. I yeah, it would be money related. I, right now, what I hear a lot from women is, my husband works all the time. Mm-hmm. They're never around, mm-hmm. and um, and, and like period. They're that my husband works all the time, and so the wife almost begins to resent their spouse because they're working so hard. Um, and they're, they're putting, they're, they are now, whether it's because their job requires it, um, whether it's just, they have a job that isn't normal hours, they then begin to play the comparison game. Well, so-and-so doesn't work as many hours and they actually mm. have more than us. Yeah. And then I begin to resent my spouse even more because of the hours that he's putting in. And, um, and we're not get we're not living how I want. I'm still one. I'm still wanting. I'm not needing, but I'm still wanting. Mm-hmm. So I'm wanting materials. I'm wanting more time with my spouse. And I think women, we forget to see that our husbands are carrying that burden. And every time you nag them and get mad at them that they're not home, they've already got the burden of providing for you. Mm-hmm. But now they have this burden because they're not meeting another need. Sure. And now you've compared them. So now they're feeling, especially I heard a woman actually verbally compare to to her spouse i was like oh you just took his knees off yeah like, you did you just brought up someone else's life put them in their situations totally different so i think and i think that all revolves around money i think the man is seeking to work to provide that money i think the woman loves the money but hates the job and then you've got this crazy tension going on hmm. yeah it's uh it's interesting that you said like she cuts his his legs out from under him because every time you do bring it up, I think he already knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he's aware he's not around. He's aware he's having to put in a thousand hours, you know, he gets it. And he's also aware that he would love to do something different, you know, but, but he can't, I can't get out of this. I can't, I can't run from this situation. Like how are we going to make money? You know, for you, for me to go change your job, he now goes, what like how am I, I supposed to change my job yeah how am i how do i even look for a job while i'm in the middle of my job how do i what what mm-hmm. like yeah that's hard um do you think women are 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 satisfied and i'll i'll answer the question for guys but do you think women are satisfied with the amount of money coming in right now from their spouse or from themselves do you think do you think people are I don't want to say comfortable, but um, maybe okay with it. Or are are they living like Americans where they're constantly chasing more? Oh, we we totally live like Americans that are constantly chasing more. <laughs> and and I guess the question is wh- like why? Like why do we? Why do we? Why do we seek this this dollar that's that's you know printed mm-hmm. paper over relationships that are ultimately more important than the dollar? I think because 
we think that dollar is going to provide those that relationship. I mm. think we I think social media kills us. We see what everyone has. We right now the thing is to post pictures of everyone's like Christmas decorations. Oh, you know, we're yeah. starting to get into that season and I'm like, "Oh, look at that really pretty sign or oh, look at that nicely coordinated tree." And like we're not that way. We're kind of like a hodgepodge. We're like the homemade ornament tree yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. And we compare. We go, "Man, look at everything that they have. Look at look at what they did look at this trip they took and then we want we want we want and i think social media has expounded that even even if in our heads and in our hearts we know that we shouldn't compare we still do because it's in front of us mm-hmm. and then it's a fight of okay am i going to give into that flesh that sin and seek more 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 or am i going to am i going to resist that temptation yeah and focus on that relationship with my family instead and be content with what god has given and blessed us with because if we're really honest god has blessed us immeasurably i mean we live in um just where we're at indiana you know middle midwestern united states not necessarily a poor demographic you You know know where your meals are coming from we have a ton you know, but we, we compare. And so then we're, we complain Mm -hmm. and then we're not thankful. And, um, so yeah, I think because of the comparison that's so readily in front of our face, we do seek that we seek more when we shouldn't. So do you feel like people should reevaluate their standards? hundred percent all the time. And I also think I just taught this um, to the kids that the more you're thankful, the less you'll complain. Mm. And so the more like they're kind of opposites. So if I'm complaining, I'm not being thankful. And if I'm thankful, I'm probably not complaining. Mm -hmm. So be thankful that like as a family, sit down and with your spouse, look at how God has blessed us. No, we don't have a ton, but this is how he's provided. And when we can, I don't know, take our focus off of our wants and put them on, to what we have and how we have been blessed. Um, I think it changes that mentality then. It's almost like the Christmas Carol story. Yeah. Like, you know, like these family. Well, I could have just showed that movie and not taught. <laughs> just well, I mean, they have nothing and they're completely happy. Yeah. And then you have this guy over here who has, who has everything and he's very discontent, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, I think that's, and maybe that's why you said at the very start, money is the root of all evil mm-hmm. because it, it, it is, it's it's biggest lie is if you have me, mm-hmm. I'll complete you. Yeah. And in reality, if you have me, you're just gonna want more yeah. of me. You know. Um. So I I think that's tough. So how do you combat that? Like, how do you? Yeah. Better question. You you talked about reevaluating standards, and you're like, yeah, we need to reevaluate standards. What would be like the top three? Like, if you say these are the standards that we need to have uh, husbands and wives come together and reevaluate what what are the standards that you would say these are these are kind of priority wise in terms of like financial yeah yeah yeah. so we're gonna go like okay rubber meets the road application step is you guys are tense for whatever reason Mm -hmm. finances are tight or whatever the case is or there's tension because one person makes more than the other person that's an easy one because it's just hey get on the same page like realize you're a team but what are what are some of those standards to reevaluate? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if I'm totally getting your question, but I think from the way I'm taking it is you've got to re you've got to you've got to look at your budget. You need to like you need to sit down and you you need to make a list of every single thing you spend money on. See what's going out. And, yep, see what's going out, and then you need to come up with like what are your top five? Mm. These are the or top three. Mm-hmm. You know, home. Okay, but do we need to spend this much on our home? car okay but do we need this nice of a car Mm -hmm. um food that food's good but (laughs) um do i need to shop at maybe like how could we save money here so i think so much of like i think so many of the problems come when you get on that same page when you see what's going out when you know what's coming in and then Every family is going to be different. To me, I'm going to prioritize just my family mm-hmm. over what I have. Um, we've gone without a lot. Um, but there were areas that, you know, and Matt and I will say we're going to go without so our kids can have, but we both are willing to make that um, sacrifice. We feel, you know, vacations with my family is a big deal. So we prioritize that over maybe the cool pair of shoes that my kid wants. So. Right. As a family, I think you just have to, I, I can't answer what yours is. I, I think you have to discuss that with your spouse and have some of those really hard conversations and understand that 
they might not be pleasant and you might see things very differently. And if you can't come together on your list, where can you come together? Yeah. You know, like, okay, so we've got these two areas where we don't agree at all. Okay, well, can we cut one of them we did so we can make room for these two then? Like, what is it you can figure out together? Well, and it feels like you have to destroy the stereotype that like um, more more expensive is best. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I think that's so funny. Unless it's ranch dressing. Because like, I mean, ranch dressing is... It's always gross. Hey, easy. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I'm i in like four or five different groups of, of guys who um, have their own gyms and stuff like that. And it's so funny. This question comes up at least once a week. Somebody will ask a question like what's the best workout clothes, you know, like what are the best shorts or whatever. And, um, it's it, the, the answer across the thread is always the same. It is Walmart. Walmart has the best like shorts. They have the best like workout clothes, like their brand of workout clothes is so good and they're durable. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is if you tear them, like we're talking 10 bucks, like it's no right. big deal, but it's highly comical because you can tell who is monetarily like uh-huh. really well off because they'll like throw down like $50 shorts and right. you're going, you're going, who has, who has money for $50 shorts? Yeah. But it's so funny. If you can destroy the stereotype Absolutely. in your head that I have to have this mm-hmm. and I have to run with the Joneses and this is going to make me better, faster, stronger, whatever the case is. And you can, you can walk into Walmart mm-hmm. and you can actually pull those, you know, shorts off the rack and go, I'm going to, I'm going to spend 10 bucks on this. And, and you're like, I'm being financially responsible. I'm destroying the stereotype that this is, you know, that this is bad because it's Mm -hmm. Walmart. I love Walmart sweatshirts. Like I'll wear them. I wear them all the time. I think they're, they're the most comfortable thing ever. And when they're stopped being comfortable, they were five bucks. Right. (laughs) Right. So I don't care, you know, like, but then there's other things that you, you're going to have to spend that are, that, that mm-hmm. need to be quality. I'm not saying you're always going to sacrifice that, but I just think it's funny. Sometimes I think we look at it and we think quality is, it, it cannot be found in something mm-hmm. that doesn't have a high price tag. And that's not always true. Right. You know, I think there, there's times where you need to just destroy that stereotype, looking at the standards to reevaluate and saying, you know what? You're, $80,000 house, $70, $60,000 mm-hmm. house with with the home that you're creating in that house. Absolutely. Maybe way better than the person who has a million dollar mansion yep. and is miserable. That's so funny. I was dri- driving down a road today and I saw a house and it was it was kind of run down. Like it wasn't the most well-kept yard, but they had done um like, you know, when you take the tape and you make the different designs on the window and you paint the oh, windows, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like all the rage when everyone was quarantined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So their window was like that. And I'm driving by this, I mean, it was a really rundown house, but their window was done. And I thought, man, they probably, and I have no, I have no idea who lives there. Right, no clue. Right. Like no clue who lives in this home. They could be crazy people for all I know. But the first thing I thought was, man, they don't have much, but I bet they made a memory doing that with their kids. Right. No, they might not have. They might not even have kids. It I might don't have been know. horrible. Yeah, it might have been yeah, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just thinking, you know, you don't have to have much. Like, you don't have to, because, and I think that the whole chapter, you know, money is going to be part of your life because mm-hmm. we just, we, it, it is like you need money to have your basic needs met. Um, but how much it is a part of your life, like be careful and communicate about it. Yeah, it's when your identity gets wrapped up in it for sure. It's not what you have, it's what you do with what you yeah. have. And and the same could be said with possessions too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if Absolutely. you put a tight hand around those possessions, you know, you need to be careful with that. And it's it's not the money you make, it's 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 how that money makes you or if yeah. that money makes you. If that money makes you Yeah. Man, like and you're finding your identity, again, it goes back to last episode it's the same with with our appearance yeah you know if you're finding your value in uh, something that's decaying Mm -hmm. which money does mm, you might want to rethink that so i also think that god calls us to be good stewards with our money 100 percent. and so we need to evaluate where our money's going and how our money's being spent always always it's not just this one-time thing where we're like oh okay you know i give 10 percent to mm-hmm. the church i put 10 percent in the savings account and i get to have 80 percent god may be calling you to give 40 yeah. percent you know right. god may be calling you to to do crazy things with mm-hmm. your finances yeah um 
but you you have to be diligent with them and i think that's where we do a disservice a lot of the times and and again with this book i think the first uh, part that i really was like yes on was the the budget yeah and, absolutely and communicate about it often remember you're a team you are a team with your spouse mm-hmm. and enter into your budget with that we both want to win mm-hmm. define what that win is you know what is it we both want um and maybe even do that before your budget like what are our wants what are our needs what are and then let's figure where our money lands in that do we have enough left if not maybe then it is worth the sacrifice to have the spouse work yeah maybe it's not worth that sacrifice and you can do without but communication's key to that but then i do that every year um for our anniversary we always go out to dinner and we have we review the list of goals from last year and we make new goals for the next year. We're usually there for about three hours. I mean, and people are kicking us out of the restaurant after that. But uh, I think whatever it could be that, or you need Mm -hmm. to set up a time when there's no TV, there's no phone, there's no computer, set up a time where you're going to be with your spouse. You're going to talk through things. What do we, what do we, what are our needs? What are our wants? And then what is, is necessary. And Mm -hmm. we would say for the believer, um, to make sure that God is glorified with all that we think, say, and do. And doing would be in regards to finances. Absolutely. So uh, there is a lot to unpack here. And mm-hmm. and I, th- I feel like with this chapter, we could have talked for four hours on stuff. Yeah. Um, because there's so many little components and concepts. But, you know, the other thing, as we kind of cl- close to, uh, that I would recommend for young couples Go find somebody who's been successful with their money and their marriage. Yes. Who's older. This is a huge plug to go to church Mm -hmm. because especially, we should have done this a long time ago. We should have uh, found the most successful marriage who had the the most successful income and just listened and asked a million questions to those people and followed suit. If there's any push to be a part of a church, think this is it. You need to find somebody who's older than you, who's gone through things and can help you financially. Mm-hmm. Don't be too afraid to ask somebody for financial advice. And I would say if you have already destroyed your finances and you've wrecked them mm-hmm. and you are struggling, find someone. Like you can be so far past the point where you don't think you'll ever recover. You will. Right. Like I am living, my husband and I are living proof of that. We, like I said, we lived with my parents for five years years we had three kids living (laughs) with my parents it was crazy and terrible and my watched i watched my parents walk us through they were the people that like financially would talk with us they still are the people like we we go to my dad and when we have financial questions um find like find someone have them sit down help have them help you you're not ever too far gone yeah um You've not walked in so far away where you guys are like you are completely different points in your in your budget or whatever. You can always come back. You can always come back together. So yeah, if, yeah, wherever you're at, work on it. Yep, be humble and um, watch God work. And I love the passage in Malachi where He says, "Test me in these things." Mm. You know, um, the this is one of the places where we see God work um, oh, in, a, in a major way. And absolutely. your your checkbook, and I know we don't have those anymore, so your bank statement <laughs> or whatever it is, right. is a direct reflection on where you're um, at in your relationship 100%. with Jesus. So keep that in mind as you uh, continue to uh, plow forward and um, continue to seek the other person's best in your marriage, and we'll see you again next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church Podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.